Good morning to all the listeners out there. Thank you for joining Unfiltered Perspectives. It's your girl, Erica. And Victor. And today's episode, we'll be talking about death, sex, and money. (sighs) So... What comes to your mind when you hear these terms, Victor? Um, a really good movie. <laughs> That's like a John Wick movie. Um, sex, death, and money. It seems like two of those things are something I would pursue. And one of those things <laughs> would be the consequence of my pursuits. <laughs> okay. Sex, chasing money, you end up dying. You know, die trying. <laughs> yeah, I think they 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 kind of link with each other. I think it's like the the dark side of living. When I when I hear those three terms, I think of like darkness, like yeah, man. But like um, <laughs> like a delicious darkness, man. Like, <laughs> it's the temptation. Money, yeah, it's temptation. That's like the epitome of temptation for a lot of people. It's sex and money, man. Yeah, which can lead to death in certain situations. Most. Yeah. <laughs> Most maybe, <laughs> maybe like 80%. Yeah. Yeah. This episode on power. <laughs> this on power. It's what it's all right. Yeah, it could get wild. So, this is what comes to my mind. We're going to start with, let's talk about death real quick. Since this you the want to break one. it down, okay. Let's let's get into death a little bit. It's a little mysterious. Let's get so, in depth about death. Yeah, let's get in depth about death. I like that. Yeah. All right. So, <laughs> <laughs> do you fear death? Man, I didn't. I didn't fear death until I got a family. Okay. I I didn't before you know you and the kids. I I didn't particularly care. You know I wasn't looking for it, but I wasn't like oh no, you know whatever. But when I started, you know, becoming like I said, a father and a husband, and like I find, I got something that I I didn't want to lose. Yeah, you have something to live for now. Right so. now, that made me be more cautious. Like even now, like my like, I'm I'm turning thirty or I'm thirty now. So I've been trying to like be careful with my diet and stuff, you know. Like I just don't, I, you know, I want to be here as long as possible. I get it. And to anyone out there listening, please feel free to drop your questions, your comments, or you know how you feel about this. If you're listening on Spotify in the Q and A. But as far as death, I I don't fear death only because I have, you know, I went through stages of enlightenment. And looking at death as the process of, you know, rebirth. It's like a um it's like a photosynthesis to me. So it's like I look at it, I view it from a point of view like it's the natural part of life's process. Just like we have animals that eat other animals to survive. It's just kind of part of the circle of life. So I don't fear it and I have a way deeper understanding. So it makes me have a different outlook on that. Now, don't get me wrong. When I was young and I was a child, I've always used to have thoughts of death. And I'd be so fearful. Like, I'd think of death and I'd be like, I don't want to die. Like, will I die? Will it be painful? Will I die by drowning? Will I die? Like, I, as a kid, just imagine. <laughs> have you ever had those thoughts as a kid? Yeah, you know, not really. Um, I really didn't think about death a whole lot as a kid. Um, I did. Am and, I dark? <laughs> no, you're not dark. I think you're a pretty enlightened kid. Um, is um, what I think is two layers to it. I don't think that understanding always connects to conquering a fear. Like I think it does sometimes. Like if I look under my bed and I see a black figure. My imagination will go everywhere, but if I flash, if I if I get a flashlight, I'll see it's only a sweater. In that situation, understanding brings on a certain conquer of your fear energy. This time, it's not so much because even though, like you, I've come to understand death in a bit more specific way, 
I've come to um, see it as a part of life, not really an ending, you know, not, you know, yeah. and it's like the whole process. And even though I do understand that and that does bring me some comfort, I do still have fear because the process still takes me away from my loved ones in this realm. You yeah. know, and that that reality brings me fear too because I'm trying to be here for them. I'm trying to make sure they're protected and safe. And even though I know it's not the end and da 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 da, this process is still separating me from them in this realm. They're on their own. I don't right. like. Right. I mean, I get it. I, 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 I'm not gonna say that I do fear that. I more so fear. How? <laughs> like, yeah, what, I don't fear that. I fear the process. Like, is it gonna be inconvenient? Like, is it gonna happen right after I get some good news? Like, <laughs> am I finally gonna make it? Like, I get a freaking record deal or something, or I sell a book or something. You know, I'm oh, no. like a blue check, and then a bus hits me. Like, come on. <laughs> yeah, it's 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 unfortunate the way you know like watching a thousand ways to die some people die the most inconvenient way some people die without even trying like (laughs) the good die sometimes and i guess that's what can put a slight bit of fear in me but i've kind of learned not to fear anything and just kind of trust this process the way you be driving in houston traffic i feel like a lot of faith (laughs) <laughs> Look, I am protected. Yeah, I, don't know. I might not be. Think about me. <laughs> Selfish. Shut up. So now this is a question that I was really contemplating on last night and really thinking about. Um, is that predetermined by a higher power? What What are your thoughts? Bad. <laughs> do you I think, think I think that's complicated I don't think death just is just your opinion just, just your yeah, thoughts I, I don't think death is determined in a way where you would be like a name on a list like Eric was gonna die March 3rd you know what I'm saying I don't think it's it's like that I think that death is more or less of a frequency and I think that the way you live, choices you make, decisions you make, who you hang out with, wrong place, right time, all these things can put you in that frequency to where you could trigger that next evolution of your life. It's like anything else. You have to vibrate to a certain frequency to manifest certain things, to acquire certain material things and certain spiritual um, achievements as well. And I see death as being no different. It's another step, another process that can be triggered through manifestation. So the things you do, the way you eat, right? The people you hang out with, the nightlife, the gangster life, whatever, these things manifest itself into that frequency of you triggering that next evolution. Now, although although I believe that to be true, I'm going to have to disagree with you. What about the people who don't live like that? What about those people that are very humble to themselves, live a very um, minimalistic life, you know, don't involve themselves. Well, it depends on what kind of people you're talking about, because that can just be your perception of them. It it could be, but I, you're right. I'm not going to say, but I've seen the good die, like, more than often. I I feel like good and bad is relative. I I feel like there's really no such thing. I feel like that's... Like bad and good is a matter of perception because a good person to me can be a complete bitch to somebody else. Could be. And the same story, like somebody loves you and then somebody hates you for the same reason sometimes. Like good and bad is pretty relative. Somebody can be a great person, but they just eat too many candy bars. Okay, but that doesn't predetermine death for them. Like, oh, you ate too many candy bars. It does. here's, Here's what I'm saying. Like when I say what you do puts you in that frequency. If you know eating three Hershey's a day is going to kill you, but you do it for 15 years, your arteries clog, your vessels tighten up, your diabetes is flaring up, your decisions are putting you in that frequency. You're choosing if it's a good death or not, and I don't think that's a good death, but that's a direct result of your actions. That's no different from manifesting. And I, 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 I get that. And like I said, I do agree with it, but I also feel like 
death is pretty much available for anyone, whether you live a good or bad life. And I don't think everybody, for one, we're all human. We don't all have a good spirit. We're all not great spirited. We have two sides to ourselves. And there's going to be people that hate us and there's going to be people that love us. So I feel like it doesn't matter whether you live you know, recklessly, or if you live humbly, that death is still, you know, going to come knocking at your door when it's time. Do you not agree that your chances are significantly higher? Most definitely. When you live, but this is, okay, so we're going to get a little deeper. Coming from somebody who's lived a very high risk of death life to death life, um, it's, it's almost like some people have to go through those, uh, you know, those phases and changes. And sometimes going through those, you know, those dark nights of the soul and going through, um, you know, the craziness and chaos and evilness in your life leads you to enlightenment in most cases. Not all. Some people, they don't see growth or evolving and they continue to go down the dark road that they're on. And then I feel like there's this higher power like, okay, you did not take, you know, into consideration your purpose here on earth. So it's time to, you know, erase you. Not not to sound so <laughs> blunt about it, but it's time. It's your time. Your time is up. It was scary in mind. Yeah. So I feel like that is not necessary. In all cases, I don't think that is predetermined. But in some cases, I do feel like it is. Only because of, listen to this. So... Let's say that there's this higher power, whatever you believe in. I believe in the universe. I believe in God, sun, God, whatever you want to call it. I believe in a higher power. And I believe you are put on this earth with a purpose. When you don't fall through with your purpose, I feel like it goes something like this. Um, Okay. You were put here to help people. You were put here to become an advocate for people or whatever the case may be. And you decide you're going to do the complete opposite. You're going to be really angry and dislike people and shut off from the world and be just a bitch. Okay, so you didn't come here. You didn't complete your lesson. Let's go. Now, in another sense, I feel like certain people are put here to teach other people lessons. So let's say... Now, this is one of the most unfortunate situations, and I don't wish this on nobody. But let's say you have um, this child in the family, and the child passes away. I feel like in those situations that it's been predetermined to teach you lessons of strength or or some sort of lesson. It depends on what that person's purpose may have been. Um, not to say that it's for all cases, but I do think, because why would this higher power bless you with uh, with this angel, with this child, and take them away from you immediately? So you're saying that sometimes, you that you think that sometimes, in some situations, death can be part of the plan? Yes. Okay. Yes. I, I can I, live with that. I can live with that. Yeah, I feel I feel about that strongly because in my situation, this has nothing to do with death. But I just want to bring about how lessons can be learned. Um, I come from a black family that's very Christian, and you do too. So it's like you can't do this, you can't do that. So many rules and restrictions placed on what you can do in a black Christian family, what you can't. And one of the biggest things is being gay was looked down upon it was it was shamed it was it, you that that was it you were disowned by your family you were kicked out and that's something that sticks with a lot of black christian families but when you're given a child who is gay why don't you look at it as a lesson like what am i being taught here i'm being taught to have unconditional love against my beliefs and that's what kind of made me shatter my beliefs in that moment. And I think that's what happens with a lot of people who go through um, death in the most unfortunate ways by losing a very close loved one or anything like that. 
if you notice some of these people who were related to them have like these eye-opening experiences that change their lives afterwards because i've done seen it even in movies women are lose a um a child or they lose a husband and then they just become these changed people afterwards and i think that leads to the purpose of it all it's unfortunate but it's kind of what had to happen it just, it's just the way it had to be so that's how my view is on death being predetermined i don't think all death is predetermined. I think it all Sometimes has a, part of a plan. It's part of a bigger plan that we're not seeing. So it's kind of part of a purpose that we're all not seeing. Yeah. I mean, yeah, because my theory is pretty flawed too. I mean, I feel like the manifestation thing is, is pretty accurate. That's true though. But that, that's so true. That, that's not always the case. So people would like would like bad genetics, you know, like like a person just catches cancer because it's in their family. What the fuck did, did they do? You right. know what I'm saying? Like, so I guess it's a combination of what I think, what you think. We both could be right, both could be wrong. Who the hell knows? I guess that's the really uh, yeah. But that's a good guess. I like uh, I like what you said there. And Sometimes it could be a part of the plan. There, there's a whole. There's a lot more going on that we don't see. Right. I mean, it's a world full of questions. We ask questions constantly. There's conspiracy theories. There's, you know, Illuminati, all those things. But But just me looking at the day and age right now and death, it's more than it has been, especially growing up. You know, I'm going to be honest, growing up, I didn't lose anyone close and I, I did, I did lose someone close. I lost my grandfather, but I wasn't as close to my grandfather. So the pain didn't strike me like it would have his wife and kids, but it's just like, I never lost anyone that, that made me really, really, really break down until recently my dad. But I feel like death is, you know, it's 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 part of, you know, it's part of life. It's just part of who we are, and we. I'm not saying we should prepare for it, but we should continue to live instead of looking forward to it. Because I feel like a lot of people are constantly waiting. Not everyone. I feel like people who suffer with, you know, disorders, mental disorders, anxiety, depression. They're they're awaiting. I think they're just like, what is the normal? What does the normal human think about that? I don't think the normal human does. I think they kind of they're pretty busy just trying to freaking survive. Yeah, survival is not living though. That's just waiting. <laughs> That's waiting. That's what it is. But it's not wait. It's, it's waiting without focusing on the wait. You're yeah, distracted. you're distracting yourself with day to day, you know, whatever. But then there are those people, you know, normal people who do think about death often. That think about it know, too much, that's waiting again because then you won't live, you get depressed, right? So, I feel like whether you're in survival or whether you gotta accept it, that's what you gotta do. You just gotta accept it. Yeah, I feel like this generation, so many people have passed away. And my my view on that, my, my feelings towards that, it has gotten stronger. Because like I was saying, in the past, death was like, okay, you know, it, this is what it is. And now it's like, man, everyone's just dropping like flies now. Yeah. So it's like, it, and then it just gets closer and closer to home. So it makes you... When you have those experience of losing people a lot more often than we should be, it makes us um, it makes us want to live. Like, it makes us paranoid, or it can make you paranoid. Oh, next, <laughs> right? But it makes me want to live. Makes me want to follow my purpose, follow my dreams, keep up with my goals because I want to be remembered. I want to leave a mark. I want to, you know. Have I don't want to just be another statistic, a black woman who died. I oh. just don't. Yeah, that's like that. Uh, uh, even just black in, in in general, like I just don't want to be another colored person who just died. And you just put me on a list of the colored person that died. I want to 
you know, do something I don't before think they I colored people that die. I either. know they don't, but you know, there's that'd be there's, terrible. There's, there's this imaginary <laughs> list. Think the colored people, people die listen to see uh, <laughs> America is on there today. I heard <laughs> no, but it's just like I just I wanna I wanna stand out. I don't want to just be someone my family remembers and there's a picture of me in the corner yeah, of the living room. Leave a mark. You want to be remembered? I can understand. Right. Exactly. Okay, so we're gonna spend about maybe another five minutes, but I got one more thing I want to talk about: death, heaven and hell. <laughs> what do you think? Is mm-hmm. there a heaven? Is there a hell? Mm-hmm. Now, to the listeners out there, these are only opinions. These are not facts. Take I this don't, as a disclaimer. I don't believe I don't believe in the traditional concept of that. I don't believe in gold roads and pearly gates. I don't believe in the lake of fire. I don't believe in the next realm being something so definite. I don't believe in the next realm being the entirety of it being just punishment for whatever I did in this lifetime. I don't look at it as being something so small like that. That sounds like something a nigga made up. Yeah. Like, the next round, they just beat your ass everything you did wrong. That's something somebody made to scare people into submission. That that's that, There's no way that's all there is to it. That is boring. What's the word we're looking for here? Slavery! Yeah, that is boring. <laughs> that is no way that's it. You mean to tell me the shit I've did from my birth to when I die, that's all I gotta deal with the next lifetime. That's it. What the fuck? So then what if that's it? That's that's eternity? No, no way. No yeah. way. That yeah. is weak. Yeah, I don't think it would just be as now my opinion. How... People a man a man can kill a man can commit murder, a man can commit rape, a man can commit cannibalism. And he can still get out of jail in 300 years, 400 years. You mean to tell me that a mistake I made when I was 15, I got to suffer for in eternity in hell for? No. I, that doesn't I, even equate that that's my entire next lifetime is punishment for this? Come yeah. on, man. I, I, I don't see that. That's, all, that's how I feel. That's weak. It's small-minded. It's something a man-made. That is man-made because it's so small. If you yeah. can understand it, then it's not. It can't be anything as magical as you want it to be. It's very man-made. Exactly. Considering no one's been there and came back, how the right. fuck? Gotta, how the fuck everybody know? That's that's my, my that's my thoughts. Like, okay, not to go against anyone's beliefs or anything, but just think about it. If there was a heaven or hell, how, like you said, how would you know? This was a fear instilled in you. Yeah, this is the, the but that's but see that I don't want to get too deep. But that was the, that's what the Bible was made for in the first place. Anyway, yeah, uh, this to yeah. control the population and maintain order. This these are these rules are to invoke fear in you. That's it, and that's what it does. It's what it's doing. You're afraid. You're afraid to do wrong. You're afraid to go to hell. If that's not love, that's not compassion. That's not the God way. That's no. getting line and getting order. If you're doing something nice because you're afraid that you'll burn in hell, you're not a good person. <laughs> you're just afraid. You're a person at gunpoint. Yeah. And it's just like you're and I feel like so many people who believe that theory are living their lives a certain way so they're not their entire lives. They, they 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 align themselves with just being either really good. Or some people want to, you know, discover what hell is really about. They live really bad because it's like you're being forced to choose which direction you want to go instead yeah. of just living. See, but that shit fuck with your head. That yeah. shit, that's when you're gay, but you don't want to admit you're gay. That's when you're married to a woman when you don't want to be, you know what I'm saying? Because you don't want to be when, viewed a certain way. That's when you take your children and you invoke you invoke all you want on your children. Make your children do everything that you want to do. You live through them, you know what I'm saying? Right. They it it manifests. Like they hate you by the time they're 18. You know? It manifests in some... It, it destroys generations. 
Exactly. Exactly. And I, I honestly think heaven and hell is basically our state of living. State of mind, man. Hell yeah. State of mind and our state of living. If you are living your best life, living, not saying incomplete purity, because we are none pure. No one's perfect. None, none of us. We all have dark sides. This is a marathon, man. This is not exactly. a pure. So I feel like we, we're we all balancing a little bit of heaven and hell. But that's the thing. It's balanced. If you lean too much into heaven, <laughs> you're just you're just over-period. You're boring. I'm be real. You're boring. It's you got all, no seasoning. <laughs> you have, you, you, you're, you're being, you're forcing yourself to live a certain way because of what you think. And if you have too much of, you know, the hell mindset, then... No you exactly it has to be an equal balance of both so i feel like like you said heaven and hell is a state of mind but we'll get into we'll get into deeper later this is not this is not you know i'm start snapping on this okay calm down but let's get into sex s e x yeah. Mama secret and daddy's not his baby when he hey, finds hey, out hey, that hey, his baby hey, favorite. Hey, <laughs> hey, it's just the song um, that pop up into my yeah, head. Calm down, freak. This is... Look, okay. So we might have to. We might have to. Went. You already did went. That's how you feel about sex, right there. You no, <laughs> it's not. That song was actually sad. You just oh, well, that might be how the fuck you feel about it. You just bust out a song. Yeah. No, it just popped into my mind when I thought of sex. That but means something. <laughs> when I said the word, not thought of it, but um, yes, sex. Topic two, sex. Um. Ooh, where do we start? Why is sex so popular in demand? <laughs> what? What? Shut up. So why is sex hmm. so popular? Because it the... feels great. What the fuck are you asking me? Okay. I understand. I understand it being a great feeling. <laughs> but think about sex and how it has changed over time. Like, I don't, know. I, don't just, I don't. I mean, I mean, of course, when we were younger, sex wasn't a thing that crossed my mind. <laughs> well, you see, we were two different people. <laughs> when I was very young, sex wasn't—I was afraid of sex, honestly. No, that's but, good. That's good. No, but... it's not good. It's not good to be afraid of it either, but. I feared it. The, I feared the whole breaking my virginity theory. Huh? <laughs> Be quiet. You were scared long. <laughs> <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> Your ass. But no, like, why is like this this generation obsessed with sex? Because that's like the only thing they value people for now. They don't want serious connections. They don't want anything too close, too intimate. So what else is that person good for? Making money with and fucking. That's the two things now. So There's no value in sex That's the toxic anymore. trait with this business-driven generation. There's good things, too. But the bad things is there's no emotional connections. So what else is there? Physical desires now. Yeah, you know. It's so crazy because it's like this generation killed whatever chivalry was left. Yeah, I'm <laughs> my boys, man, I'm not proud of my boys. <laughs> like, I used to play for bitches, and I used to carry books and shit. These niggas be drop kicking hoes now, boy. <laughs> right, like I remember even being, you know, young in high school and even junior high. Um, even though there were the asshole dudes, there still was an equal amount. Like there were the guys who carried your books to class. There were the guys who were meeting you at your locker. Yeah, that was the dummy. Yeah, there were the ones you sit on the phone with, with your feet kicked up and swinging your toes in the air, and they're trying to see a titty. No, you tripping? <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, we can even... talk on Facetime with your shirt off. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> what? But back then we had no FaceTime. We had what Ovo, and that came pretty late. Uvu, however you say it. Yeah. But yeah. I, I, I can tell like the difference. Like me being a child, sex was not pushed as it is now. Everything is about sex. There's at the age of twelve, I was still combing my doll's hair. I was going home and making up little dances and doing a 12-year-old things. Now, there's 12-year-olds who are pregnant. There's 12-year-olds who thinking they're the next um, sex icon. They're on Instagram posing like they're 17. They're 16-year-olds having photo shoots in 17, too fucking young for me. Exactly. They're 16-year-olds posed up in um in, in in lingerie taking birthday photos. Like, why does everything have to be sexualized? And don't get because me wrong. Because it works. Humans, I, humans are designed to learn. That's how, that's how we survive. If sex works, then everyone is going to do sex. If for some reason, the only time everybody bought something is because overweight, bearded black men stood next to it. I'd be a millionaire. <laughs> but that's not the case. When half-naked bitches stand next to shit, that's when niggas want to buy it. So sex sells. So motherfucker want to get likes, they get naked. Motherfucker want to get noticed, they fucking pull their boobies out. Motherfucker want to get uh, monetized, they start twerking. It, and people can then it, it works. Their likes go up. And everyone talks to them more. And they get more opportunities. And, so it works. It, it, they do it because it works. We we society is the reason why society is the way it is. Yeah, I guess sex just works. I guess it works. It just it gets the it gets the attention. As many reasons as you do, if you did one but without your shirt on, you be viral. <laughs> but <laughs> you be viral in thirty six fucking hours. Ain't that a bitch? Yeah. But, that's true. I mean, I, I'm I'm on social media talking about you know guidance and love and do it life. Naked. But if I was on social media twerking or no, just do it, do the same thing. Just do it naked. Yeah, that'll be it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that'll that'll really sell. But and I think that's what you know is more sad about our generation is because they're just trying to make a dollar. They're just trying, and and sex comes from. Uh-huh. I think sex really originates from poverty, and this is my outtake on it. Me being an ex sex worker, wanting to have. It 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 make it. I'm telling where it came from. Right. It's because I come from that surviving mindset. I came from a home where we lived sometimes pillar to post. We barely had food. And I'm like, I don't want that for nothing in the world. Like, I will, God, once I am old enough, I will do whatever it is that I need to do to make sure I don't ever have to live like this again. And it pushes it pushes you in two ways. You can push to fulfill your goals, your dreams, your aspirations, and go through with it. Or you just become a sex worker. Or you become the, the easiest thing to sell. And like you said, sex is easier to sell. And I had no goals, no dreams, no purpose. I didn't know what I was even doing here. So... Yeah, I chose that route because it was quick money. It was easier. It was like I said, and then I worked me working in a a sex store. I I sold sex toys. I could sell this. I know I could sell myself. So it's just like it's it it it, it mostly derives from a surviving mindset and no longer wanting to be in poverty or wanting more in life. Like you don't see somebody who was very privileged, grew up with a rich mom and a rich dad, deciding I'm going to go be a sex worker. Why? Why would they want to do that? 
um, unless they're just obsessed with sex, and I'm not saying that's not true either. There are those people out there, but yeah, a lot of them get they have more business oriented plans, even with that. Right, they want to be in videos or they want to go viral, they want to make money off it. They got a business plan, even with the freak shit. Yours, right. yours, yours was more survivor driven, yeah. It was more about the grind, like working hard no matter what you're doing, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. I think I just think maybe eighty five to ninety percent of it is from poverty stricken situations. Yeah. I can feel that. Cause don't get me wrong, if Dick sold like Kuji, there is no judgment here. I've been I've, I've been <laughs> low enough to have been selling something. About I don't feel like I got. I can't be selling no dick. If if it's so like Kuji, shit, it would tell. I'd have sold it. The fuck? <laughs> there are those people who buy. You'd be, you'd be surprised. Well, I couldn't find them. Wasn't that what I needed, you guys? <laughs> okay, so we talked about death. We talked. But I, about- I do like, I do like what you said, but it coming from poverty. That's a pretty good connection. I didn't think about before. Yeah, it, it's. I mean, when you look at it, a lot of poverty situations pushed us into survival. So we got to do. Yeah, I'm going to do what I got to do no matter what. And mine came from that mindset. I got kids. I'm going to do whatever it takes to make sure my kids are good. And sometimes that's not always good. You can put yourself in very dangerous situations um, playing like that. But that's not the case for all sex workers. I don't discriminate against sex workers. I actually support them now. I don't support them financially because <laughs> that's not my, you know, <laughs> not my thing. But I, coming from a sex, being a sex worker, I, I support what they do and I understand why they do it. Now, even though um, I would definitely support if they found a goal or dream and followed that, but maybe that's where their goal and dreams lead them. Maybe that's what they want. Yeah, not every sex worker is trauma driven. Some women choose that career. They, that, that's a path. Right. And I and whether whether you are, you know, working, um, OnlyFans, whatever it is, I I don't knock it. I understand it completely and make your money. There are also the sex workers. Make y'all that's money. Sex workers. Right. I feel like OnlyFans during COVID, OnlyFans made it safe for sex workers to make their money. And I support that over going out there in the streets or hanging on a corner or, you know, doing whatever it is. Being yeah, in- The pandemic definitely normalized. It normalized sex work in a way because it made OnlyFans so popular. Right. But I'm trying to figure out if that's a good or a bad thing because, like, is sex work becoming more normalized because people are genuinely understanding people or is it becoming more normalized because we're all fucking broke and desperate? I think both. I think it's a little bit of both. Now like, I would like, I'm going to judge you for being a prostitute until life gets so bad for me that I can rationalize doing it too. Now I'm okay with it. Cause now I got to do it. You know what I'm saying? That's, that's not, the, that's not good. Because well, you only care now because you're poor too. Well, <laughs> I think is is it, it it has a lot to do with your perception because there was a version of me I'd be like, oh, I would never in a million years do that. I would never sell my body. I would never. And then once life put me in those situations, <laughs> I started to be. <laughs> I started to consider like, well. Maybe, but <laughs> well, maybe, but what really, really pushed it was my lifestyle. My, I, 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 I'm a type of person where I, I love things. I love luxury. I love nice things. I love to shop. I love, and when that becomes restricted, and on top of that, you cannot pay your bills. It's like okay. Well, at first, I was thinking about it. Now I think I'm just going to do it. And then what, and even though I had a thought to do it, I still hadn't done it until 
I really started working around open-minded people. And when I say that, I, 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 I've been in the strip club, you know, that's kind of as far as I went with the whole sex working thing. I just was in a strip club a lot. But after that, working in a sex store and having people of all different ethnicities, everything, different shapes, size, colors come in and ask me to help them with their sex lives, my mind just opened, expanded, and then boom. I'm like, where I, I had no more judgment left in me. It erased any bit of judgment I had against anyone. And that's when I was interested into learning more about who they are. Some people, and I've learned working around some of these people that, that aren't poverty-stricken, they just love to do this. They love their bodies. They love to promote themselves. They're obsessed with themselves. And I was one of those people, I am a bit obsessed with myself, but I was one of those people that at the time, you know, I lost a lot of weight and I was looking good. I became obsessed with my body and I'm like, somebody got to see this. So it was more of, it was a form of self-love. But not, you know, it, it's how people view it. People will be like, oh, that's my self-love. Your body is a vessel. You should protect it and da-da-da. Yeah, that's true. But somebody got to see this. That's that's just how I viewed it. Like, I love my body. Now, before that, when I was having those thoughts, I was fat. I was pending 300 pounds. Like, I was not trying to show nobody what I was working with. Then once I started losing a rapid amount of weight, it was like, okay, I like this. I like this. This would look good. This is this is this would look good on a poem. This would look good on a video. So I think it's just basically your perception of sex working. You can look at it as um like a Christian would, or you can look at it Stop picking people. <laughs> I'm not picking. But I'm I'm giving both sides because I've been on both sides. So you can look at it as a close-minded individual or an open-minded individual. Either way it go, I don't think you should judge a person because you don't know what they've been through. Mm-hmm. Don't judge. That's the big lesson. Right. But um, so we talked about death. We talked about sex. Now let's get into... What makes the world go round? Put it in the bag, baby. <laughs> All of it. That money, honey. So, when it comes to money, I need it. Facts. <laughs> <laughs> Give me the money. But I think that magically, we're going to probably have to make this episode a part two. I'm knowing it because it's getting really deep now. How all three of these things tie to each other, for one. For one. For two, money, like they say, is the root of all evil. People will... Money really isn't the root of all evil. The original saying is the pursuit of money is the root of all evil. And I think that's where death comes in. Money isn't evil, but what people will do to get it because of the power that it possesses, that's the dark path. Okay. They'll steal it, they'll kill for it, they'll rob. Yeah. They'll, people do anything for money, especially um, our black people, bro. I ain't going to get into this. That wasn't even... I will. Let me tell you. <laughs> I've done seen some shit with my natural born eye. I've done seen people do things that they would never do. Do some wild shit for money, bro. For a dollar. Yeah, man. And I'm not talking about no big money. I'm talking about $24. Exactly. The the stigma for what, two years ago? And still till now, people talk about I got $40. I got $40 for you. Just for, for sex. For women, it was you get it, nigga. exactly. Sometimes you could just get sex for you know, especially if a person has a habit. If you that's give them twenty bucks, that's enough for them to go fulfill their habits. So that twenty just, is a lot more than twenty to them. Exactly, 
Well, I just feel like, okay, we're not going to say money. The pursuit of money is the root of all evil. But I think it's the mindset around money as well. So my mindset now around money is, of course, I fucking need it. Yes, I want it. But I will never do degrading things to get it. Now, in the past, um, whether you want to identify what we were talking about previously about sex working with degrading, then that's your business. But I don't find, you know, sex working to be degrading for money. Um, I define what you do specifically when it comes to sex to be degrading, you know, for money. I've known people who... Not to, I'm not throwing anyone under the bus, but I've known people who will, will sleep with the same sex for <laughs> so I know and, <laughs> and I think it just it 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 uncovers something deeper that it was never really for the money, but needing the money made it really really worth. Yeah, it helped you rationalize it and make it really worth your while. But yeah, money is that's a tricky one. Cause people I hear this saying, like, um, they say money doesn't buy happiness. I wanna just say that's a fucking lie. I think uh, money definitely could buy happiness. Most it definitely may not directly buy happiness, but money is definitely involved in happiness. In this realm, at least, man. You have to just be real. Money is power in this realm. It's just, most it, definitely. Money isn't good. Money isn't evil. Money is just power. It's like a battery. It's just power. What you do with it, where you put it, that makes it good or evil. But the money itself is just raw energy. And that's yeah. what this that's what this dimension runs on. So you need it. You unfortunately you need it. The good guy and the and the bad guy both need money. You need money or you can't do shit. Right. And yeah, like you were saying, like money, if you're depressed and somebody gave you ten thousand dollars, are you still are you still depressed? Oh, I feel better, boy. I ain't gonna now lie. don't get me wrong. I, I do I do feel like people who are rich still you know, or, or who are, who have money, I do feel like they, you know, they have other problems in life. But when you come from, you know, low income family, nothing, nothing <laughs> come from nothing, boy, $10,000 changed my whole life. Right, $10,000, $20,000, oh, shit, you give me a hundred bands and I'll make it slip, I'll make it work because I don't want to get rid of that feeling. Oh boy. So it's it's no. like it's like if you're depressed and somebody gave you some money, you won't be as depressed. So that's oh, what I, I feel mean. better. Exactly. So that's what I mean by money can buy happiness. But I don't feel long term money can buy happiness. It can buy immediate happiness, it can buy temporary happiness, but money can buy happiness. So it's like if you think if you were given a million dollars today and you think, okay, I can finally pay off all my debt, I can buy a home, I can buy a car, I can start my business ventures. Drugs. And you can do all those things. Now, think about this. You have everything that you ever wanted. Now, what? What do you have to do to you make sure? You don't have everything you ever wanted. You got no. everything that you wanted that money could buy. Right. There are some things that you that you realize you didn't need money. Don't get me wrong, man. Like money, 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 you know, like you say, money can't buy happiness. <laughs> it can. But it can't, like, it can't buy fulfillment. It can't, you know, there's no. some things that money can't give you, but it can definitely make you happy. But that happiness sometimes is going to become hollow. Yeah. You don't Eventually, have somebody to share with. You don't have good good relationships with people, you know what I'm saying? Right. Don't, don't let the money make you. Right. That's what I was saying. Like, over time, you buying yourself these things, is it, eventually you're just going to keep buying things to old. try to fulfill yourself. Yeah. Because now you don't have any worries. You don't have any stress, no financial stressors, but you're going to have problems in other areas of your life, just like people now, just like rich folks now. They have everything that they have wanted that money could buy them, and now they have bigger problems. They, you know, they have problems. Some of them are so busy they can't spend time with their family, their kids. 
some of them just deal with mental issues, mental health issues. So it's like once you are given the opportunity of a financial come up, that is that 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 does not define your happiness. And you'll see it in a lot of these rappers, these artists, these actors. They'll have this one moment of come up and then they'll be partying, they'll be doing cocaine, they'll be drinking. And then after a while, they just you just see them slowly fading, like their souls. Yeah. Just slowly fading because they thought that was all that they needed. They needed more. Most definitely. <coughs> oh, excuse me. Most definitely. But like I was saying when we started the topic of sex, debt, sex, and money, they all tie together. And they all correlate with each other. I feel like those are the things that make this earth go round. Only one is guaranteed, ain't that a bitch? And only one of them is guaranteed. <laughs> Man, you gotta work hard, mother too. <laughs> and it could be easy to get all three, and it could be hard to get two out of the three. Well, usually, if if if, if the Sex and money is too easy. The death ain't fall behind. No. <laughs> no, they just, like I said, they all kind of just tie to each other. They have, they they resonate on the same energy, depending on how your view is of it. So, if you have a darker view of death, your view, if you have a darker view of sex or perception of sex and money and death, then... It's, it's, it's just, that's what that is. It resonates in that frequency. But if you have a more positive mindset about death, sex, and money, it'll resonate on that frequency. So it can be both good and bad. So, like I said, it's just about your mindset about it. It's about your perception about it. So death, sex, and money is material. Well, <laughs> not all material. Two of the three are material things. One of it is just something that's, you know, inevitable. And it's no way to avoid it. But at the end of the day, I feel like we should make this more normalized. We should talk about these things in a more comfortable setting. Like I we said... to accept our mortality. Right. Um, and like... And like I said, y'all, please feel free if you're listening on Spotify to drop your questions in the Q&A about how you feel about dead sex and money or just one or the other. Do you think that they all tie together? Um, what is your perception on it? How do you feel? Is life unfair when it comes to these things? Just basically how you think about it. Well, I say that's it for today's episode. Don't forget to join us on Monday, Wednesday, Friday at 8.30 a.m. with Unfiltered Perspective. Thank you. Victor, I'm out. Bye. <laughs>